You know, you spend so much time sitting at a desk. Maybe you should think about standing at a desk. (laughs) That is so true. I am actually really excited about Uplift Desk. You get to choose so many things like the color of the desktop, the size of the desktop, and they have so many standing desks. I move around all day to get all the different things done between the podcast and real job, etc. So this Uplift Standing Desk, super excited about. And we should also point out if you've never used a standing desk, they move so you don't have to always stand. In fact, they recommend that you should spend about 45 minutes of every hour standing, 15 minutes sitting, because if you spend too much time, you'll strain your back. I also love the fact that they include free shipping. They have free a warranty, a 15-year warranty, not to mention accessories with your desk purchase. And don't worry, they don't wobble. It's completely stable. It's built to last, and you can tell with a 15-year warranty. If you want to look into yours, go to upliftdesk.com slash TCO. You're going to get 5% off your order. That's up L I F T desk.com slash TCO to get 5% off your entire order. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Step in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 339. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. We are back from the UK. We are officially home. Do we sound British? <laughs> do we do that thing where we we adopt a British accent? No, we did not. I'll That's, go ahead and answer for people. That would be weird. It would be weird. And we were only and, there seven days. Yeah, like that's... But we did a lot of things. We did do a lot of things. We did a lot of things. And I did use the phrase, the lift, unironically. You did. So, you were like, we have to catch the lift. (laughs) So, if I had stayed there longer, who knows what would happen? What craziness would ensue? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they have another word for craziness. They probably do. Probably use. Let me let me uh, channel a bumper uh, snuffle. Let me let me channel Kimberly Kim slash Kim. I was really chuffed to get home. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, she was looking for something. She said, let me have a sniff around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the sayings are great. (laughs) Uh, We we... giggled so much at all the sayings that everybody had. But uh, uh, but we had a blast, and we, we'll talk about that more in the Patreon episode of will. all the things we did. We get, we got them up through what Wednesday morning, yeah, because that's the day we recorded. So yes, that was Wednesday. So we had we had had or had not been to Harry Potter yet when we recorded last Wednesday. I don't remember, but yeah, we had because it was really late at night when we recorded. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> so um, but uh, we will give you the updates, which will also include. The wrap-up party. Yes. Where we got to meet all the... Inter- it was craziness in that place. It was. I'm just trying to tell them where they can hear it. Okay. 
Is let me get it out. Commence. Go chuff yourself. <laughs> I don't think that's how that's used. Oh. So, I think you just came up with a whole new saying. Yes. So you can uh, you'll hear that in this week's bonus episode over at patreon.com slash the clip out where we will regale you with more tales from our trip abroad. And uh, uh, you can sign up for that over at patreon.com slash the clip out where for five bucks a month you get all the bonus content. You get ad free episodes. If we get them early, you get them early. So even overseas, when we got early, I sent it out early. Now yeah. I didn't do the newsletter. Well, and we got the bonus. <laughs> you, you said we got the bonus. You were talking about the bonus, and we got the bonus out too. We, yes, so we did. We you did got both. the bonus out. I got the bonus. I got the early content out. Yes, Wonder Twin Powers activate for sure. So um, takes a village, <laughs> and all does. the articles were courtesy of the helper bees. The village. <laughs> That's the village. So, um, so uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Well, I want to make sure everybody knows that our next book club is going to be this coming Tuesday, December twelfth at seven p.m. Central, eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, we are going to be discussing. Evie Drake Starts Over, I think is the name of it. Wow. It is. Okay. I'm stuck second guessing myself. So first of all, I wanted to make sure about that. And then I also, as far as what else we are discussing, oh, we're gonna we're gonna show the graphic. Uh so my Evie, share button had disappeared in the zoom window. Oh. So that's what that's why that wasn't up there. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> is it back now? Apparently, because well, you're sharing. On, I'm sharing my screen. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. well, that we are gonna be meeting to discuss. No author this time, but that's okay. We that's can okay. we can talk about how we really feel about the book. Yeah, now if you don't like it, you don't feel bad. <laughs> Everybody liked the last they one. I don't did, want to make it sound did. like people didn't no, like it. We had a great time, uh, and I'm just teasing. And but gosh. I did think about that when you were like, We got the author. I was like, but what if the book's a piece of shit? But it was great. <laughs> so it worked. It worked out well. <laughs> we got lucky. <laughs> so, yes, Evie Drake starts over. Uh, honestly, it's a quick read. So you might even still be able to get it done between Not now me. and Tuesday. And if you can't, that's OK. You could just join us. That's all right. Yeah, you just hang. You can just hang that's out. It's fun, too. It is. We yeah. have a lot of fun on. Then these. you'll know what happened in the book. And when you're at Christmas parties, you can be like, I read that book. That's right. Let I me know. tell you about it. Yeah. So uh, also, uh, we should let people know our guest this week is Blake Morgan. Blake Morgan is a uh, a keynote speaker and customer experience futurist. We got ourselves another futurist. Well, this is this is this yes. is his wife. Correct. People that might remember, because at the end of the the interview that we did with her husband, he was like, you should really interview Blake. And we did. And so we did. Yeah. We so took his she, advice. She talks about that and uh, what she has. Uh, her best-selling second book is called The Customer of the Future 10 Guiding Principles for Winning Tomorrow's Business. So she's going to talk about Peloton stuff and and that sort of stuff as well. And we hit customer service at Peloton as well. So yes. for those of you who are raising an eyebrow. <laughs> for real. We will discuss. Yes. All right. So as far as what's coming up this week, besides those two things, uh, we are also going to be talking about the Tread Plus <laughs> uh, and uh, then our head of marketing that was here for two seconds is gone. Uh, and then Peloton's going to be cutting some checks and uh, it's a pretty hefty one. Maybe. Maybe. Potentially. Yeah. Allegedly, I put all of the disclaimers on it, uh, and we're going to talk about new features. We also have some updates for the instructors. Maddie's is probably 
my favorite just yeah, from the fun, fun factor yes. uh, and then we have a visit from Angelo uh, what to do when working out falls off your to-do list and then of course we have some celebrity sightings and past guest updates and a whole bunch of content updates as well awesome well before we get to all that shameless plugs don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google iHeart tune in wherever you find podcasts you can find us while you're there be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode maybe leave us a review super helpful greatly appreciate it you can also uh find us on youtube at youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch all of these episodes uh of course our aforementioned patreon patreon.com slash the clip out where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content you get ad free episodes if we get them early you get them early and things like the book club which we should remind people the book club is on the free tier so you sh- you can sign up at patreon but you don't actually actually have to pay anything to be a part of that conversation we'd love to have you and then, of course, we have our website, theclipout.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter when I'm not out of the country and too lazy to assemble it, mm-hmm. which will be returning to normal this week. Ta-da. So, um, oh, oh, and we're on the Facebook, facebook.com slash theclipout. Like the page. Join the group there. That's done. Let's dig in. Shall we? We shall. We shall. There we go. Peloton in the news. Tread Plus is officially back. I think it's Woo. official when they'll actually take your money for it. Yeah. And take their money. Take your money. They will. Yeah. And so they had announced a while back that the price would be $5,995. And then when they put it on pre-order today, it was $4,995. It's on sale. It's on sale. Starts on sale. So that means it's only about 700 bucks more than the it was back in 2018. Now, you've got a theory. I do have a theory. I think they are trying to sell out what's in stock. And then I think we're going to see a new Tread Plus. Tread Plus Plus? I don't know what they're going to call it. Tread Plus Times? (laughs) Tread Plus Squared? I would think Tread Plus Squared. Tread Plus Cubed? No, Squared. It's got to be Squared. Tread Plus Ford? (laughs) I don't know what comes after Cubed. Um, Quant? we should we should probably focus. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Tread plus focus. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to call it, but I do. I do think I was looking at the uh, the, the specs. specs today, and it was like there's only two gigabytes of RAM compared to the regular tread that has four, and uh, the monitor, although it's bigger, it has less um, like has, resolution. Yeah. Or yeah. And and so I'm just thinking like. There's going to be a new version. They got to get some more megahertz in there. I do. It's all megahertz these days. Well, and even the the motor is like smaller than the motor on the the regular tread. Yeah, you're like the regular tread is three horsepower and this one is two horsepower. Yeah. So I I really think we're going to see a new one. And I I really think it's going to be an even pricier price point. So for those of you concerned about I want to have the slats and I want to pay as little as possible for the slats, get it while you can, because I think once these are gone they're gone i don't think we're going to see another like shipment of these now this is all theory conjecture right i do not know no one has told me no one at peloton has said anything about this and they would probably not be happy with me even <laughs> discussing this but to be they've quite been frank. not happy with us before yeah. so but uh but i mean if you think about it the tread plus at this point is the the technology on that is what five years old exactly i mean that's a lifetime that's two lifetimes in the world of tech so it it's not crazy that that 
there would be a next generation of tread plus where they're like, well, make the monitor have higher resolution, make the speaker makes make the woofers more woofier. You know, exactly. Exactly. Yes, I totally agree with that. So uh, that is my theory. Um, well, you should agree with it. It was your idea. I know it would be weird if you didn't. It's true. <laughs> but I also think that if you so if you're the person who's like, I need the slats and that's your biggest thing and you want to pay as little as possible, like I said, you should buy now. If you are the person that's like, I want the brand new thing. I don't care how much it costs. Hold your roll. Take a beat. Yeah, that's my theory. That's what I'm sticking to. Okay. Calling it now. So anyway, it's out. Reportedly, we got 10,000 to sell and go. There we go. Peloton's marketing head has <laughs> left the building. Leslie Burland. Yeah. For Verizon. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for her. You know, that paychecking is not small. Well, I don't think Peloton's paycheck was small. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, like, good for you, Miss Berlin. Yeah. Woo. And think how much money she saves because I bet you she gets at least 20% off her cell phone bill. <laughs> so, I don't know. Verizon is actually notoriously stingy with that stuff, but really? that's a whole other story. <laughs> so, I am kind of sad about this because she was really, really excited about bringing peloton to everyone yeah and i believe she really really wanted to do that and yeah. so i feel like who's gonna do that now <laughs> what's yeah, next peloton it, it will be very interesting to see if whoever is next because everybody's got their own marketing philosophies right and obviously she's in in the sh a fairly short amount of time has really put her own stamp on things. It'll be interesting to see if they'll continue, if they'll hire someone who wants to continue in that vein, or if they're going to get somebody that's going to be like, I've got to prove I'm smart. Let me redo everything again. I'll go hire Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, wait, we've already done that we've one. We've done that one. Um, now you got to hire Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, very curious. I, I hope they stay with the current one. Personally, I really love seeing the real members. I love seeing the movement. I love yeah. seeing the colors. I love seeing the rebrand. So, like, keep it there. If I get a vote, that's my vote. I also think that, like, it it looks bad. Like, you can't continually reinvent yourself. Like, I get that there are times you need to do a brand refresh. But since they just did one, I think it would it would be poor form to turn around and do another one. I agree. I think you got to kind of ride this out for a little bit longer or at least if you're making if you're doing other things they need to be a little bit more subtle than what they just did agreed so this is an interesting story that you stumbled upon out of ohio peloton owes eastwood local schools nearly four hundred thousand dollars after not opening their ohio factory the pop factory if you will and you will and so I so I read the article. I did some some digging hmm. oh, to try and figure nice. out because I was confused as to what it all meant. Yeah. And well, fill me in because I didn't have time. So apparently when Peloton announced they were op opening this factory, they agreed to give the local school district three hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars per year for the next 15 years starting in twenty twenty four. Presumably, the factory was intended to be open by 2024. It was. Obviously, that's not going to occur. Mm -hmm. And so now they're like, do we still get the money? Like, what's going on there? Like, I think it was almost like a like kind of like a voluntary tiff. Mm. And and uh, and so now that they're not coming, does 
is the money still there? And the school district in question said that they have not budgeted for the money. So they're assuming they're not getting it. And if they get it, it'll be a pleasant surprise. And the superintendent will get a $400,000 raise. No, they didn't say that. But, <laughs> but, but they made a comment about, they're like, well, we're a nexus. Uh, we're, we're in the nexus district. And so we're used to having to like make these adjustments, which then I was like, what does that mean? So apparently the, the nexus pipeline, which is a natural gas pipeline, runs through a a swath of the state and part of the deal was they would pay a certain percentage of whatever to the school districts and then that company then immediately sued and said it should be less than they agreed to or they calculated it differently and so they've been waiting for years and years for the court ruling so they're like we're used to being told we're going to get one amount of money and we actually get a different amount of money so Woof. we're cool so it was kind of a little dig at the at the gas company so well, but uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the money's not technically due till next year. I don't know if they still plan on paying it or not. I don't know if they're still legally obligated. The article doesn't really even go into if if they're if there's Probably any version. because it's too complicated yeah, to suss out <laughs> for sure. Like it sounds very complex. So it'll be interesting to see how that pays out. They had a quote in the article from Peloton where it was basically like we always pay our taxes and fees in a timely manner. But it doesn't actually state whether or not they consider this a tax and or a fee. So we shall see. Well, yeah, we will. But uh, watch the space. Like, would your uh, would your football team like a Peloton? <laughs> we can. How about get, a trip to Michigan? We can give you two refurbished rowers. <laughs> How about that? And a pair of leggings. <sighs> you can now. On the app, I guess they're rolling this out. They are rolling Set this out. Set your activity goals. Yes. If you don't have it yet, just chill out. It's coming eventually. Uh, I don't have it either. I would say this is more of a, It's. I wouldn't say it's a beta test because it's going to happen, but it might be a while before everybody gets it. This one's going slow. Uh, at any rate, yes, you can go in and check track your activity goals. You can set it by active days or you can set a goal based on time. Like, say, I want to work out this many hours a week or you can say this is how many workouts I want to do. So it will be interesting to see how people respond to this. So yeah. far, people have been very excited about it. Wait, so. Peloton did something that people aren't bitching about? Oh, I'm sure somebody's bitching somewhere. Okay. Probably that they don't have it yet. It's probably yeah. what they're bitching about. But, I don't uh, have it yet. This seems like a good, like, like, I like this idea of, like, different people calculate what they want to achieve using different metrics. Like you said, some are by day, some are by number of workouts and this. I like the fact that it gives you that flexibility to do that. I mean, it's another good way of Peloton meeting people where they are. Yeah. And then the, the new Leslie Burland will be like, no, take it all away. We aren't meeting you where you are. You come yeah. to us. <laughs> you get over here right now. Be like Mortal Kombat. Get over here. Get over here. <laughs> there is an upcoming holiday gift drive with Rad Lopez. Yeah, December 13th, 3.30 to 5, there's going to be an event where they're going to have 
a gift drive. You're going to be able to have a Q&A panel with Rad. There's going to be a meet and greet. You bring a gift and then they're going to serve some light refreshments as well. They're looking for things like diapers, uh, pull-ups, children's clothing, new or gently used, adults clothing, new or gently used. And they're looking for toys for children uh, zero to 12. Uh, And those toys could be anywhere from cars, trucks, dolls, stuffed animals, board games, educational games, books, etc. Do not wrap it. No echelons. (laughs) And also don't wrap it. Yes. Like for real. (laughs) Yeah. This is going to support Peloton's partner in the Bronx, WHED Co. And the families they serve. Awesome. Yeah. And coming up after this, we're going to tell you how your Waze navigation just got Peloton-fied. That's a word now. Pelotonified? Pelotonized? I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, stick around. You know what people love to do? What's that? Eat. But (laughs) you know what they maybe hate to do or don't have time to do? Cook. Cook. Yeah, some people love to cook. I'm not one of those people. And I really like when we are able to find something amazing like Factor. Whenever I checked into Factor, I got... A box of keto for you. Okay. And I got the calorie smart for me uh, because I know that meat is the focus of your meal. That it is. And for me, I'm like, I want to try all the things. So as long as it's healthy, I'm good. It can be any kind. But the nice thing is these are like two minute meals. You fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals and they're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. And you know what? We even did the math. The Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every single meal is dietitian approved. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. No prep, no mess meals. Head to factormeals.com slash TCO50 and use code TCO50 to get 50% off. That's code TCO50 at factormeals.com slash TCO50 to get 50% off. Instructors in the news. If you like to use Waze as your navigation of choice, I am personally a Google Maps guy. Yeah, you need to switch. I was on Google Maps. I switched. I switched for this. Well, you had to switch because you have an iPhone and and Apple Maps is notoriously dog. No, that's absolutely not true. (laughs) I uh, first of all, I agree with that about Apple Maps. Like it literally took me to the wrong place for my doctor's office. Uh, But I still use Google Maps. You can still use Google Maps on an Apple iPhone. Yes. Uh, And this made me change (laughs) this. This specific thing. Maddie Majacomo. Is what is he a saucy he's panda? A, no, he's a spicy gingerbread man. Okay. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> so he voices it, and you can go in and change your voice, and you just change it to the spicy gingerbread man, and you will have Maddie Majacomo guiding you everywhere you go. And he'll be like, Ooh, let's go on our winter drive. It's not that hard. Turn right. Turn right. (laughs) And then he's like, got it, pumpkin. Okay, cookie. I love it. (laughs) Uh, I did. I did reach out to him uh, just to congratulate him. And he was saying that it was just a fun little thing. And I was like, okay, so did you have to record everything individually? Or did they like somehow AI it? And he said, no, I had to record every single thing. 
and it took two hours. Two hours, you guys. I'm surprised it, it's that quick because I, I mean that's a lot of things that they that they say. It is. I was I was thinking to myself, boy, there are only so many ways you can say turn right, turn here, turn left, right, haha. You know, I mean, <laughs> and then it would be like you're here, but you didn't think you could get here being guided by a gingerbread man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Maddie. <laughs> well, it's nice to see he's help, helping people overcome hurtful gingerbread stereotypes. It is. It yes. is. Maddie, always always reaching for more inclusiveness. He's I a trailblazer. He really is. His gingerbread uh, man is burnt because he's blazing trails. <laughs> I tell you what, though, if you want a little holiday treat, even if you never use ways again, take at least one drive with Maddie. You will, you will have a good time. <laughs> And if you're a Google Maps aficionado, fear not because Waze is owned by Google. Yeah. You're, so. you're, and I, I actually enjoyed it, Tom. Like Waze has fun stuff in it. Like you can, you get moods. Like after you've taken the number of drives, you get little moods that are show on your map yeah. and you can see other Wazers where they are on the map and you can see what mood they're in. And well, uh, like it knows your mood by how if you drive really fast that you're angry. I don't know. You can change your mood. Oh. And then it also will have all these like the top. The topography is like a little bit different interface. And then it's like, oh, up here, something's going on. Like it's a totally different experience using Waze. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I don't know that I want a different experience. Of course you don't. Well, because I like. I remember I, what it was like getting you to change cable companies when wow. I first met you. Oh, it my God. A whole thing. Oh, my God. But like, I already know I can look at Google Maps. I instantly know what it's telling me and I don't right, have to think. Right. That in your two restaurants you go to. I get yes. it. <laughs> hey. As, I know. As my wife, <laughs> you should take solace in my love of routine okay. and loyalty. Okay. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, Logan Aldridge was on ABC News uh, talking about his new adaptive seating classes that he's uh just released. Yeah. And uh, I also have to, this is kind of relating back to Maddie. I took a live class with him this week and mm -hmm. Maddie was saying that he saw Logan. He woke up and Logan was on the news <laughs> and he was like, every day I wake up and one of my coworkers is on the news. But he was like, I just love Logan's little mustache. <laughs> like... He's like, I got a thing for mustaches. And then he's got the longer hair. Yeah. He was really into it. Um, but anyway, uh, Logan is is promoting, like you said, their new seated content program, the Adaptive Fitness, and talking about why that is so important and why it's important to increase awareness about it. So great interview if you haven't seen it. Uh, I love I love this and I love everything that Logan does. He's a genuinely great guy. So. And we will be talking a little bit more about the classes themselves coming up later in our content section of the show. Camilla Ramone was featured in People magazine. Yeah, and this was kind of it in case you missed it because it's actually a few, it, this is several weeks old at this point. Okay. But we wanted to, to write about it because she talks about her journey. Uh, she goes through uh, a lot of conversation about body image and what that means to her, what that has, how it's shifted over time. Yeah. And uh, it was a really good article. So we wanted to make sure and highlight that. Absolutely. It's also nice to see. Like there's kind of three or four instructors that you see in People magazine all the time. Yeah. And so I always like when we get to see one that doesn't fit that bill. I'm excited for the ones that get featured. I know. I'm I not, know. Don't, don't not at hating. me. I'm not, not hating. hating. But it's nice to see other people getting some love too. Agreed. 
We have two Peloton anniversaries this week, and they both have been there for the exact same amount of time. So if there's ever any fights over vacation days, <laughs> Mila Lazar and Benny Adami are not going to be happy with each other. They are, they're going to have to fight it out. Yes. I think they'd probably just get the same amount of time, would be my guess. But like, what if they both want the same day off? Well, and they're they're not equipped for that. They're like, no, 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 you can't both go on vacation at the same time. I think Peloton's got it. I don't know. <laughs> Things are gonna get weird in the break room. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats to both Benny and Mila. It's uh, I can't believe it's already been two years. I, I know. know I keep saying this, but good lord, that pandemic messed me up. <laughs> like, what year is it? How has it already been two years? These two have been here. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. But. I love that our German instructors are are getting getting the love and showing up that they've been there for for two years. That's really cool. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. It's Angelo. Hello. Hey Hi. guys, thanks for having me back. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, we have a question from Sarah Kaplan Schmidt. Uh, she is struggling with finding time to do everything. And unfortunately, working out falls off the to-do list. Do you have any suggestions for Sarah? I do, Sarah. This is actually a super common challenge because there's just not enough time in the day. So one of the reasons people tell me they can't find the time is because they think exercise needs to be a bigger endeavor than it really needs to be as far as time commitment. So I'll tell you, one of my clients, he was actually the CEO of a big tech company, and he was in a plane literally like 25 days out of the month. Mm. So he had no time. He was just airport, airport. So what we did was we built him back in the day. We kind of pioneered this idea of micro workouts. Now they're very popular and you can actually find options all over the place. Simple options where what we had him do is right in the hotel room. He would just do a 10 to 12 minute workout. And with that, it wasn't such a chunk out of his day that he couldn't be consistent. In fact, with a lot of our clients, when they're first starting, one of the things that we really emphasize, because we, we watch the data, Sarah, we, we crunch the numbers and we see what really makes the difference. When we have gone back, we've analyzed uh, thousands of clients that have gone through our program. What we have found is that clients that exercise regularly, and when I say regularly, that's three or more times a week, lose 33% more weight than those that do not. Now, in both categories, they lost weight because, of course, your biggest lever is the nutrition, but those who exercised consistently lost 33% more. Now, here's the interesting part. That analysis was indifferent to the amount of time they spent exercising. In fact, it appeared that, and of course there are exceptions to this, but overall what it appeared is that those who were consistent, even with shorter workouts, when the frequency was high enough, they lost more weight. Now, as a coach doing this for two decades, thousands and thousands of clients, I can tell you that there are some behavioral patterns and some psychology behind why that 
statistic is the way it is because yes it's true if you go to a knockdown drag out boot camp you will burn more calories but what we also find is if somebody exercises even if it's just a short circuit where they're doing it in their living room for just 10 minutes their nutritional adherence and the choices they make with their food is on average better that day so there is a whole lot of forces in play but the moral of the story sarah is that if i could recommend one thing it would be pick whatever you can fit into your schedule even if it's just 10 minutes and do it as close to daily as you're able and that can be as simple as now if you if you download our app there's i think i think we're up to about 650 workouts in it but we have purposefully developed short workouts for people in your exact scenario that you can find but there are so many resources out there you can find little circuits anywhere the key is get moving something that's going to work the larger muscle groups of your body big ticket items think of a pressing motion a pulling motion a squatting motion doesn't have to be heavy but big ticket items in a circuit that raises elevates your heart rate and sustains it for at least a few minutes what you're going to get is an afterburn for that where your metabolic rate is elevated at least for a time after that and the consistency of doing that as close to daily as possible can have a measurable impact a positive impact on your metabolism so my number one suggestion sarah is if you're thinking you have to pack your gym bag, you have to drive to the gym, you have to find an hour of your day, and then you have to take the extra travel time and then shower and change and all that, it's no wonder why people can't find time to work out. Don't think of it in those terms. If you're just starting off, figure out what the simplest, the lowest common denominator that you can be consistent with. Start with that. And what will happen, Sarah, is you'll be able to gradually build on it. Start with eight minutes, 10 minutes. And then over time, you might be able to add 12 minutes, 15 minutes and beyond. But start simple. That's going to have the greatest impact. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for all that. And uh, until next time, where can people find you and get this sort of stuff tailor-made for them? Metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Peloton Celebrity Sightings. We have a uh, celebrity sighting, and I, this isn't necessarily uh, new information that Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us uh, is a Peloton lover because he was on Toonday's podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he talks about his love of Peloton in this week's issue of People Magazine. That's two mentions in people magazine yeah for peloton yeah yeah and uh i guess he's out making the rounds for his movie american fiction which we which, saw the yeah other that day. was good that and was good i guess i can talk about it here i'm technically embargoed but embargo till when till i think it opens i think it opens like the 22nd oh, of december okay but well, it was really good it was really good so, it'll stick with you it was it was funny like it's not it's 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 it was fascinating that it's about a serious topic and it doesn't trivialize the topic in any way, shape or form, but it was also really funny. 
And so, uh, yeah, I would I would highly recommend. This is probably going to be one of my favorite films of the year. So I was, I could understand that. I really it was can. really good. So. It was really good. And we should also, when we're talking about Sterling K. Brown, always take a moment to mention because we love to shit on St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. He's from St. Louis, and so it's one of the things we get to be proud of. We got John Hamm. We've got. Uh, Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. We have the chick from the office. We have two. We have three That's chicks true. from the office. That's true. So because we had Pam and we had uh, Ellie Kemper. I'm mm-hmm. forgetting the character's name. But uh, and then um, I'm totally blanking on it. Phyllis. Oh, yes. Phyllis is also from St. Louis. So. And we we, of course, have the zoo and the zoo. I mean, which is very good. It's very good. And it's free. Yes. So, yeah. So there. Yeah. Coming up after this, we're going to talk about content and a past guest update from uh, a former interviewee who not only finished a marathon, won the whole damn thing. So stick around. Past guest update. So I'm thinking that the tease that I gave for this particular story, Mm -hmm. if you were a regular listener, was Mm -hmm. very, very solvable. I feel like probably, <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, it's C.J. Albertson. Yes. Uh, but this dude is so freaking fast. My brain cannot, like it melts when I try to picture it, you yeah. know? Like to be able to run 26 miles in two hours and 11 minutes. And nine seconds. <sighs> That's incredible. It is. He was number one by two whole minutes. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I was like, he beat the guy who came in second by two minutes. That's a lot. There is like literally the picture of him crossing the finish line. There's no one else there. There is nobody else in the picture. They hadn't even set up the finish line yet. But but here's the <laughs> here's the cool thing. And I, I think we're going to see really big things from from CJ this year. You know, he's he's gone after the Boston twice mm-hmm. and he's. I feel like this is a new he did the uh, strategy different this time because at 23 miles is when he did his big move. Right. uh, And that's when he pulled away and like completely crushed it in the Boston Marathon. The first year that he attempted to do it, he was like way out ahead at the very beginning. And then he lost steam. But he was ahead for like, what, 13 or 14 miles. It was a long time. It was a long time. But I think that he's. He's like tweaking He's his strategy at, at like the pacing. Like, yes. Yeah. The strategy of the marathon, not just for most people. It's like finish. Right. And then or maybe if I don't you're, know about most people. But for me, if you're or if I was going to say or if you're a little bit more advanced, it's finish faster yeah right and, but where, he, where he's like how do i win yeah. yeah and and i also i also think that you know there's a difference in what the the you know the layout or the topography looks like in california international marathon sure. versus boston boston i don't know i'm not familiar with uh california but i know boston is like known for its hills you right. know so they have some hills especially at the end so who cares either way? Uh, I don't know if that means he's really going to do that with with Boston, but huge congratulations uh, on this for for CJ Albertson. He's just had a phenomenal year and it's really cool to see him uh, just just killing it out there and yep. to know that he trains on his treadmill, his Peloton tread that can't go fast yeah. enough for him <laughs> to get he can't. Oh, my God, it's crazy. I remember that whenever he did his entire 26 mile training and he couldn't go as fast as he wanted to go like that just again blows my mind for sure 
Checking out the competition. So Apple is working on smart ring technology. Mm-hmm. But according to the patent, it might work on other parts of the body that are cylindrical in nature. He said delicately. <laughs> so that's all you're going to say about that, I, huh? I'm not sure what all this like. I'm not I'm not sure what. <laughs> Well, I know what you would use something like that for, but I don't know what sort of data it would be collecting. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Yeah. I don't really know. I think that they're meaning like wrists and like bracelets. <laughs> well, that's a that's a tiny little wrist. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's adaptable, you know, like you can. So take that technology and, and, and then like change it up and right. put it into. Yeah, that could be. Because a ring's going to be way too small. I would think. But they already have the smart watch. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't really get it. I I read the article a little bit and, I, and then it got kind of technical and I just got bored and I stopped because okay. that's what I do. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really didn't get. They were like, oh, well, but you can use it like when you walk by a thing, it'll know you're there and it can enter. But like you won't have a screen on it. Well, maybe you'll have like a lanyard. I'm like, what? Why would I have a lanyard? Why would I buy a or buy a ring so I can look at something on the lanyard like the, I, I don't know and that's when I stopped when I saw lanyard I was like <laughs> I'm done now so who's ever in marketing um, <laughs> don't try to do this with a lanyard if I'm to be believed because as soon as I said lanyard I was like close yeah the word <laughs> lanyard is real like, real boring I, I don't want a, a device that then needs another device that I have no like if it interacts with my smartphone okay then i'm probably i'm already carrying that that's fine but i'm like but i need a lanyard no hard pass <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll see what happens we'll keep you updated but yes i can't wait to see all the the perverted things people come up with i mean i remember the other day when we saw a, this was a different title and a different article but you were like Really? <laughs> I hope it's uh hope it's got flex capabilities. <laughs> oh god. Oh, you go go walk the dog when it's cold outside, all of a sudden it slides down your pants leg. It's gonna be problems. Yep. Get the warranty. That's all I'm saying. Get the warranty. And don't get the titanium one. Oh, my God. They can't cut they those can't off. They can't cut through that. So, you know. Beware. Yeah. <laughs> New content. Well, let's take a look at the TCO top five. We put out the eagle call and then you tell us which classes were your favorites. And then we share them with everyone else to help narrow down their class choice selection. Well, the very first one is the favorite Peloton row. This was submitted by Sarah Lester. This was on November 12th, 15 minute Diwali row with Alex K. She Sarah says that she was really impressed with Alex's 15 minute Diwali row. He explained how he came to experience Diwali and being open to learn and celebrate different celebrations and traditions. A great class for the beginning of the holiday season. That's lovely. Yeah, it is. And so... Number two. Number two is the favorite Peloton run. This was from 12 1 of 2023. This was the 30 minute World AIDS Day uh, with Jeffrey. 
And um, Cindy Stewart loved it because of the personal story that Jeffrey shared. Uh, She said that she loved his World AIDS Day run. He shared about his uncle who survived an HIV diagnosis in the 80s, which, wow. Yeah. And then mentioned that even though they are close, he's never met him in person and would like to do so. He also shared how he helped to support those with HIV, especially women and children who need support to extract themselves from unhealthy situations by helping women become independent. Very moving. I would love to hear the backstory. On how, how they, they're close, how but, they are close, but have never met. I'm guessing it's a travel distance thing. Yeah, you but, know? but then it, but you really have to make an effort to become close with someone. That's who true. You can't who you haven't been able to meet. That's true. You know, I'll have to take the class and see if I can get any more information. Yeah. Number three. Number three was the favorite Peloton full body strength. This was from twelve one twenty three. It was a forty five minute full body strength with Rebecca Kennedy. Uh, this one came up multiple times. Stephanie Waller's and she's Steph spins for cake. Uh, she said it completely fried her legs and triceps in the best way. If you like her five day split, this is a lot like it. Heavy lifting, long rest in between. Love that. Okay. Then we have the favorite Peloton wait, walk wait, wait. coming up at number four. <laughs> the favorite Peloton walk from December 3rd. It was a 30 minute holiday walk with Jess King. Uh, Jennifer Jennifer Bentz, also known as Jay Jeezy, uh, she said that Jess King's 30 minute holiday walk from 12 3 was feeling uh, was that was her favorite. She was feeling a tad under the weather, so she wanted something a little lighter than a run. Somehow she found herself. Uh, in this class and it was Christmassy EDM music and between Jess's outfit her playlist and her usual spunky self the whole thing was just what she needed to kick off December okay and um, oh, oh one one last thing uh, there's a spoiler alert on that one so uh, if you if you do uh, take that class make sure that if you have little ones in the room you should absolutely have headphones on when you listen to that there are christmas spoilers there are there abound. are mm-hmm. gotcha we appreciate uh helper b darcy making sure we knew about that spoiler for sure uh and then of course our unstackable this came in a 45 minute power zone endurance ride with matt wilpers from december 2nd uh and wait, wait, wait. coming up at number five <laughs> sorry Okay, so this came from Dave Stember. He said Matt's 45-minute power zone endurance ride was a symphony of suffering on pedals. Three eight-minute intervals in zone three on a 45-minute ride. Really? Three to four instructors chose the music for him, which he added to the fun. More motivating than usual. If you enjoy a power zone ride, give it a try. That's interesting that the endurance ride made it to an unstackable. That must have been real rough because usually it's the it's the intense ones. The endurance (laughs) are supposed to be the quote unquote easiest. (laughs) So, oh, Matt, (laughs) you got Wilbert. So the 2023 holiday class schedule or classes are here. Yeah, there's 18 of them on the schedule. So many Uh, there are. A wide variety, including, and can I just say, I'm so excited about this, Hanukkah classes, four, count them, four, four. special workouts. Thought there would have been eight, but okay. Well, uh, we had <laughs> we had none for years, yes. and last year we had one. So, like, let's just be happy we We're have four. We'll get um, eight eventually. Also, people have been asking for Jen Sherman to do one for years, and yeah. she is finally, finally, finally teaching a 20-minute premiere ride at 5 p.m. Eastern on December 7th. Bradley Rose will pick up the Hanukkah 
Dreidel? Dreidel again. <laughs> uh, and he will teach a 10 minute. Hanukkah menorah? Yes. He will pick up the menorah and teach a 10 minute arms and light weights class dropping on demand on December 7th. Anna Greenberg is teaching a 20 minute restorative yoga on December 8th. And Robin Arzan will be teaching a 20 minute run on Saturday, December 9th. I will say uh, Anna Greenberg just broke her toe. So hopefully she will still be teaching that class. I, uh, I would love to have been in the marketing meeting where they just. Dis- had to decide whether they were going to spell Hanukkah with an H or a C. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good, I would, yeah. Uh, Then we have XOXO Cody Santa's workshop spelled W-E-R-K, if you couldn't hear it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a special XOXO Cody class, and it's going to be a fun way to get into the holiday spirit. It is scheduled for December 8th and starts at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, we have the holiday challenge badge. You get three, five, or ten classes during the month of december that are holiday and boom you get a new badge so those are always fun will they send you a santa hat to match your turkey hat who knows when they're gonna send out what they send i don't want to get anybody's hopes up tom oh that's fair also uh peloton announced their move as one classes which took place while we were in london yeah i think i saw the a class photo after one yeah because a bunch of instructors came out at the same time well you like, know what that was i figured i think it was the rehearsal for the move is one class because they had right after i was done with my class they mm-hmm. had the next class was the rehearsal and so i and of course nobody can attend the rehearsal so right. i think they were just in there and then like as part of their gearing up for it they took a big group shot but there was a bunch of people waiting for them then maybe they had people that were waiting to i don't know i don't i can't explain that sorry i don't know (laughs) because it wasn't just an instructor picture but anyway yeah yeah you are definitely digressing yes point being uh it was there were three of these there was a a ride a run and there was a strength class this entire if you if you are part of our patreon community and you pay for this you're going to hear how exciting this was we're going to get into it a little more in depth but i will say this about our london trip this entire tour stop was the closest to homecoming that there has been since covid like absolutely bar none yeah that's that's what the traditional homecoming was like and it was magical and wonderful and i'm really glad that we had the opportunity to go absolutely um we mentioned this earlier, but seated adaptive transfer classes with Logan. And now we will actually talk about the class itself. Yeah. So he also took this class or I should say he taught this class with para Olympian Tom Mia Miazga. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly, but um, and and Tom posted about this yes. all over his uh, uh, social media as well. And it's it's this entire program is designed to teach people to build strength, to properly transfer in and out of a wheelchair. What oh. an important thing. Yeah, that's so important. Um, and so it's Peloton is, is saying, hey, we get how hard it can be for seated athletes to transfer in and out of a wheelchair. Yeah. So we're going to help you increase your strength, your mobility, core coordination and technique so it's it's a one-week program and there are 12 classes over that week um, and you take them in order to complete the program uh, and logan will walk you through it awesome that's really cool yeah also uh peloton marked persons with disability day yes and so bradley rose did a 20 minutes uh cycling class all on this theme and this took place on december 3rd as well 
it was a premiere, so it had already been pre-recorded. But um, I love that they're celebrating that. That's great. Absolutely. Peloton birthdays. We only got one birthday this week, and it's from Marcel Maurer, or I guess his mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a better way to say it. December 12th. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Marcel. Happy birthday. And coming up after this, we're going to have our interview of the week, futurist Blake Morgan. So stick around. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Blake Morgan. Hey, Blake, how's it going? Hi. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. Super excited to talk to you about all things Peloton, of course, but also you've got some books and speeches and all kinds of things that you've managed to wind Peloton into. So I am really excited to talk about that, too, because it is always my dream to take Peloton and make it into bring it into the job. I love that. That makes work fun, don't you think? Crystal, what is your, is this your job? I don't know anything about you. Yeah, what I interview your you. Like, Let's how did see. you guys, is this your job or is this your hobby? Yes, that is the answer to the question. So I used to be a corporate project manager and then I found Peloton and we started this podcast. I had never been a person who was into fitness on my own. I always mm. wanted to be like in shape, but I wanted to do it for aesthetic reasons. And it never occurred to me that I could do like things like run or I was just yeah. like, I had to get on an elliptical to lose weight. Right. And whenever I found Peloton, it like changed my whole mindset. One that I could work out from home. And two, that I met all of these people that are lovingly crazy. So they do things like, oh, you've never run a mile in your life. Come join us. Let's do a half Ironman as a relay together. That's the oh, kind of nice. thing. Then I got really involved in it and I started figuring I want to understand more about like how people stay in shape, how they like get really fit, things like that. I got my own personal training certificate through NASM. And then I did a nutrition certificate and behavioral change. I just went in, did all the things. And then somewhere along the way, MetPro was a sponsor of our show. And I fell in love with their process because they help you lose weight or train for a marathon or whatever. But it's not like restriction. It's they taught me about reverse dieting, which you maybe you know about. I don't know, but it's not your traditional dieting methods. It's the opposite of that it's eating more and still losing I mean, I eat a shit ton jacob said i could <laughs> curse on this podcast. Oh, like, yeah. he's like so cash and i'm like oh my god thank god that's awesome yeah and that's all peloton it's yeah it's yeah we'll talk about all that but yeah i'm i don't diet for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then I ended up going to work for them and I do their podcast and I am a coach. And then I have another podcast with Tom that we do about tonal. So I fell in love with tonal as well. Oh, we're so lots of little things. Yeah. It became my job. That's awesome. I know that was a really long answer to a question when I know. And I really guest. like your voice because I'm a podcaster. I'm like, oh, she's got Midwest. It's good. It's a good voice. <laughs> <laughs> you are very sweet. Thank you. So and then how I have a job with insurance. And then so. That's, oh, yeah. he doesn't Perfect. at all. I do. We have insurance. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like you work in insurance. No, I was like, like I have a job with health care insurance. That. Like, yeah. you have all these other things. And then I'm like, and then I got the job where we, if we get hit by a car. Like I did in February. Then we can still be taken care oh, of. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Good. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, we are so excited you were here. How did you originally find Peloton? 
everyone just kept talking about it in 2020. And I had a baby in 2020 and I used to be really into Orange Theory. And my whole life I've used exercise to combat stress. And I mean, sitting at a desk all day, like I don't know if I have ADHD, but I definitely have something and it's very hard for me to sit still. So I just found my whole life exercise helped to keep me calm and happy and all of that. So not being able to go to the gym or Orange Theory like so many others in, I think, June or July of 2020. I had my son, my second child, and I wanted to lose weight and get back in shape. And I just had that moment. Of, I want to try this thing that everyone is talking about. And so I, I started with the bike and did a lot of that. Also had a personal trainer coming and helping me like get into weight training. Yeah. And I did that intensely with my first trainer. You go through trend phases with certain coaches. Like first it was Jess King. <laughs> Ironically, like my childhood best friend is like best friends with her randomly in New York City. So, wow. so weird. She should be on your <laughs> podcast. But anyway, and then it was like Alex Toussaint. I got really into Alex Toussaint and then did that for two years, like hardcore on the bike. And then I really missed running. And so I actually bought a treadmill. And now I'm really into the running classes as well as I've been doing weight training with Jess Sims, like religiously for years. And I think she's incredible. She is incredible. I always tell people that she is the first one that ever brought listening games to Peloton, Jess Sims. Oh, I, I love yeah, her. Listening she's so games. funny with that. It's okay. Another burpee. <laughs> Damn it. This chorus is long. <laughs> So you had a baby during COVID. That yeah. sounds like a lot. Not sounds... that having a baby isn't always a lot, but that's an extra wrinkle. COVID was Yeah, weird. it was actually amazing because I do what you guys do, but I also travel and speak for my job. Like I make money by giving speeches. And so when you have a baby, you're not in the running for these speeches. You can't travel. You can't get on an airplane. And because of COVID, every event was canceled and they said, okay, now we're doing a webinar. Guess what I can do? <laughs> Pregnant. I can give a webinar. So there were all these silver linings for me personally and my family where I didn't have to travel. I could still work through the pregnancy and also be with my kids and be with my son. But yeah, it was tough. You know, wearing a mask, being asked to wear a mask when you have a baby is like brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always through my pregnancies, exercised meditation. I do a lot of, I do Peloton meditation every single day. And yeah, having a baby during COVID, like the only hard part is the grandparents couldn't hold my son, but Aww. you know, we just made it work. Like we all just made it work. And one time I was washing strawberries with soap because in the beginning, we we're all so nervous about yeah. COVID until I ate and I thought this can't be good for the baby. I've got to, <laughs> I've got to relax a little bit, but, but and we actually moved during COVID. Here's the upside though of the baby eating soap. He has not cussed one time. <laughs> Oh, but I did. Oh, boy. That's why you ate the soap. <laughs> So crazy. During COVID, we just realized we were so lonely in the Bay Area where we lived. We had no family around. It just working and having little kids is tough. And then being alone during a pandemic was just brutal. And when I had my son, I think I was a little depressed, like probably a lot of other new moms. And I just remember being on the bike, like thinking like, where can we move? Like I just had this bug of, I don't want to live here anymore in the Bay Area. And we ended up moving somewhere I never thought in a million years I would ever live, which is in the in Los Angeles. We live in the Valley, but now we live near grandparents. And it's amazing how in life you just end up doing things you never thought you would do because life pushes you and you change and you grow. Yeah, it is funny how 
the opportunities present themselves that you never would have considered under a different set of circumstance. Absolutely. So you have a tread, you run, you bike. Is that, and you said you do strength training. Do you do strength training on through the Peloton platform or do you still have a trainer or how does that work for you? Oh, no, I had a trainer for just a little bit. I'm not a big fan of personal training. I just find I'm much less lazy when I'm like personally driven. I'm the worst because I'll make best friends with the trainer and we won't work out. We'll just talk. <laughs> um, no, I've been doing the strength training through the app. I take Jess Sims with me when I'm on the road, in the hotel, on the treadmill. The thing that I love Peloton, but they don't really want you to know that you just need that app and you can just put that iPad or the phone on any treadmill. So I actually ended up buying a non-Peloton treadmill. It's a very expensive treadmill. And I I find for me, the non-branded Peloton treadmill works just fine. And I've really been enjoying that. But yeah, I haven't been biking like at all. It's like I'm in a phase of just running and strength training. And to be honest, I've gotten really strong. People are shocked. Like lately, I'm only doing 30 minute runs uphill, like sprinting intervals, and then 15 minutes of strength training. And I've gotten really pre-toned just with that. Yeah, it is funny how that you can do a lot with a little and actually some people work out too much. Some people six days a week and it doesn't work. I know. I know. And then your body, you don't get the results because you're not letting your body heal. I know. I have to watch that because I use exercise as a stress reliever. But then I know if I don't rest, first of all, you never have a good workout because you're always fatigued. Yep. Do you only use cardio for your stress relief? Oh my gosh. No, we walk the dogs. I have a pool. I swim doing like cold plunge. I'm a huge proponent out there. If any of your listeners have like stress, anxiety, or depression, jump in a cold pool. That's just not heated. You don't need a very expensive cold plunge ice bath. Just go in a cold pool. And it's just so refreshing. I do like very like turtle, like breaststroke for 10 minutes every day in the cold and walking, running my dogs, meditation, being with friends is really important. Family. No, I'm constantly because I'm like, I already am prone to these things. And I'm a working mom, very ambitious in her career. So it, it's not the working mom thing that makes me stress. It's just my personality. I'm very intense. And and I think in any in life, if I had done anything, it would have been I would have been the same. So I try not. It's like Jess Sims always saying, she's I keep telling you working moms, you're not tired. So <laughs> it's about not having excuses. Oh, I'm tired because of my kids or it's OK. How are you feeling right now? What do you need right now? Fix it. Get it for yourself. And then you won't be complaining. So or dragging yourself when it comes to your work or job, you're in customer customer experience and you do these speeches. How did that become your passion? Like, how did that become part of your everyday life? So I fell into it. So many others. If you hear about Jess Sims career path, her career path, she was very athletic. And then she got into teaching at Teach for America. And then she became a principal. And then she realized she loved fitness. And then I guess because of Peloton and everything now, she's a, a teacher of fitness. So she's mirroring her passions. That kind of happened to me too. I was living in New York City. I was working at a conference production company. I had moved there to be Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City. That didn't work out. And I got fired from an unpaid fashion magazine internship. Aww. And so I fell into this job of producing events and podcasting and blogging back in 2007 when it was very early. And I met my husband and I fell completely head over heels for him. After five years in New York, I flew to San Francisco and started working at a bunch of different companies. None of them worked out. I worked at even Fortune 500, Fortune 100 company called Intel. That didn't work out. I got laid off. 
And I realized that the, there was this niche of customer service and experience that was growing. And I was building a brand doing that. And you can feel in your life, everybody watching, listening, when you have momentum for something, you just feel it in your bones. You're like, I think there's something here. And so for the last 10 years, I've just been continuing to basically write, speak, produce tons of content on this niche that has just exploded. Cause you can imagine, especially during COVID, every customer needed to have a digital experience. And so brands had to hustle to figure out how can we serve customers through digital technology? So I've just continued with that. I call it a customer experience futurist type of role of, okay, the customer has all the power. And thanks to smartphones and social media, so brands had to step up in the last 15 years. Now they're realizing the only way to differentiate is through experience. I think Peloton, we can talk about that more later, but Peloton has done a great job of that, but they've also had some missteps. But that's how I fell into it. It's just, I just, it's like falling into the ocean and you just move where the waves take you. And I've had a lot of success recently because I think thanks to Peloton, my fitness routine, my mindset, I'm extremely ambitious. I use what I have to help me instead of seeing, oh, I'm this, I'm that. It's all a setback. I'm different. I use everything that makes me different as an advantage. And as a result, my brand is growing and I'm just coming out with my third book this next year with Harper Collins. Congratulations. Yeah, nice. Give I sound really full of myself. Don't get me wrong. I am not. I am very humble. <laughs> the crap out of you. <laughs> and I'll beat the crap out of me too, which I do with Alex Toussaint all the time. But yeah, that's my story. I'm curious of an example of something that you see as some people might beat themselves up over, but you use it as an advantage. Give oh, me an example of what that looks sure. like. Yeah, I'm super sensitive. And I was extremely shy as a kid. And if you call on me in class, my face would turn bright red, even up to being in my 20s at work. They'd say, Blake, in a business meeting, what do you think? And I believe I would just look like I wanted to cry. Don't call <laughs> on me. I just want to hide. I don't want wanted to see me. But as I went on, I used my anxiety as a superpower. And I would think I would pump myself up like, you really want this opportunity to go to that guy because he's confident and he doesn't care what people think. No, like I would just literally be my own coach and use my anxiety as a superpower because you can channel all that negativity and it's energy and you use that energy and you push yourself out there when you don't feel ready and you keep pushing yourself and you keep pushing yourself and eventually you become that person where you can be on the mic and you don't care what people think and you realize other people enjoy the authenticity of the you can laugh at yourself or your voice isn't perfect for a speech or a podcast. It's okay. It, you don't have to be perfect to win. There's enough for everybody to go around. All very true. I say that to Crystal all the time because like she's always worried about something that's going to go wrong. Always. Like that and but because of that, <laughs> she's become a really good planner. And so I'm over here, but what's gone wrong ever? <laughs> you always have a plan. And, and if that plan doesn't work, there's a backup plan to that backup plan. And I'm like, well, the only reason it hasn't gone wrong is because I did all those plans. <laughs> so you gonna... know what? You know what you learn as podcasters or what, if you're doing a speech or whatever, if something goes wrong, let's say like my dog barks, everyone listening and watching their ears will perk up. They'll go, oh, what's that? 
And even in a speech, let's say somebody like sneezes really loud in the audience, like everybody starts paying attention and it actually adds to the richness of the event when something goes wrong in a weird way, like it breaks up the monotony of everything going right. Oh, I, use it. I always have this thought about when people are getting married and they're super worried about, oh, is the flower girl oh. going to walk down the aisle right or is she yeah. going to drop the flower? And I was like, that when, when if she does it right. You'll never remember it. It's <laughs> right. It's the moment when, oh, remember when the flower girl walked and walked the wrong way, got halfway down and turned around and ran out. <laughs> That's what you remember, especially when now the flower girl's 26. And, <laughs> yeah. and you're looking back like those when things veer off the path, that's when it becomes memorable. I'm here to make things veer off the path. Yeah. She makes the plans. That's true. I make things veer. <laughs> and it's part of your story. Like. People listening and watching might assume things about me, but not even that long ago, I remember I went to a conference and all my peers were there and I was extremely nervous and I don't think my speech was that strong. So I gave a speech and I got off the stage and I just felt like I want to go home. I was in Vegas. I was like, this didn't go well. And I got the feedback from the organizer. He said, Blake, you were the lowest rated speaker out of all of our speakers. And I was devastated. Yeah. And I went to my room and I cried. I just felt like I can't do this. I don't want to do this job anymore. But it's in those moments that the universe is testing to see what you're made of. And I went to other people and I said, this happened to me. What do I do? And they said, eventually you'll have thick skin and it won't bother you. And now I believe that I'm a much better speaker. And that's part of my story is, oh, yes, I was terrible or being my, with my daughter pregnant, getting up on stage, having a bad haircut and being overweight and wearing clothes that didn't look right. That's part of my story. And I don't I think I'm really interested in psychology. And if you've seen the documentary called Stutz on mm -mm. Netflix, have you guys seen that? Mm -mm. Oh, and is that the says, Jonah Hill one? Yeah. OK, I've and not what seen he it, says but... is basically you should run toward pain. And a lot of psychologists say this, and I think this is a Peloton tenet. Don't avoid being uncomfortable. Run toward pain and you'll be so much better off. And it's the same with stress and with the things you're trying to hide. Because Stutz, Phil Stutz, the psychologist says, actually, happiness, that part of you, the shadow part of you, the like dorky 18 year old overweight with braces that you keep trying to hide like she wants to be part of what's happening now so include her and imagine her on stage and once you do that it's interesting how your whole body relaxes and something amazing happens that's interesting yeah. we'll have to watch that yeah definitely we're all about the documentaries and that really sounds fascinating I'm curious the different time, like you mentioned, we were going back and forth before the interview that you've talked about Peloton in your books and speeches. And that really does mm -hmm. fascinate me, like how you found a way to bring, there's a ton of examples that I, that could be business oriented, but I'm curious how you've used those in your speeches. Yeah. So Peloton is a modern customer experience because of the personalization you get from the app and most of us, a lot of us Peloton fans, like we'll never go back to the gym because at the gym, you're not getting personalized metrics. You aren't getting that feeling of, it's like me and Jess Sims are the only people in the room when I'm doing. So it's a mix of they're using data to personalize. It's incredible content and they don't rest on their laurels. Like those coaches are always bringing their A game. 
And also like the product is great. Anybody can buy a treadmill or a bike, but again, it's the mix of that personalization and that content that makes Peloton an extremely modern brand that it's the cult of Peloton and people keep coming back. And it's tailored and so to your that's what I talk about. And it's tailored to your schedule. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even just especially working parents, like you don't have time to drive or let's say Orange Theory, which I used to do religiously. It was across the street from where we live. So I would just walk over and you have to secure your spot, but it's like a whole thing. You can't just turn on your computer and start your workout. You've got to be there at the right time. You've got to be there 20 minutes before. And for the gym, you've got to drive there. You've got to compete with other people for equipment. Like it's just not very smart and time management for especially working professionals is really important. And it doesn't sound like much, but that half an hour to 40 minutes of driving to a gym or that's a really important time. And um, Peloton has just been incredible for me personally to make fitness a part of my life in a way that's sustainable. Oh, could not agree more. Uh, what do you feel like you mentioned maybe some missteps that you've had, which they absolutely have. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious what stands out the most to you over time. I'm writing a book right now. And one of the things I was studying was just Peloton's explosive growth. And then the downfall, like after COVID, like they had incredible growth. I think at the height, the brand was worth something like $90 billion or something crazy. I have to check my notes, but then huge growth and excitement and then mismanagement steps and changing customer preferences and the the stock plummeted. And it was very disappointing for all of Peloton's shareholders. And I think what happened is they got very excited about the growth and they started trying to accommodate customer demand, but then things started to go wrong. Customers weren't getting their bikes on time. So they bought a $400 million factory in Ohio and they did the, the best they could spending money like crazy, hiring like crazy, spending all this money. Then there was a recall and John Foley didn't admit fast enough that there could be a problem with the treadmill. And I think it took him two weeks to admit that there was a problem and do a recall. Well, in two, two weeks is a long time. And he really, pe people were not happy with his behavior because if he admitted there was a problem with the treadmill, huge financial loss and major problems for Peloton. But worse is the loss of trust the customer has with the brand saying, oh, this brand only cares about profit. A child died on the on the treadmill and the CEO didn't recall the, the product fast enough. And I don't I think that was the beginning of the end for John Foley, unfortunately, and in his career at Peloton, because it's in these moments that people are are under pressure. How are you, what are you going to do when things hit the fan? I think that he really felt strongly that he was in the right. I think if you were to ask him today, he still feels right about what he did. I think that he felt that if a person used that treadmill correctly and within the the confines of the way it was supposed to be used, that, that there would not be accidents and that there were other treadmills on the market that um, that have never been called to they have never been taken to task in the same way that Peloton has, even though they themselves have had accidents on it. And I do I, I personally think that there is there's some question marks there about 
the CPSC wanting to put a, a little bit of a target on Peloton because they had the ability to do that and they could get their they could use it as a platform to further their agenda. Um, I don't and, know who that is. The oh, who? CPSC. I'm sorry. The the Safety Commission. That is the one who said they needed to do the recall. I can't. It's just it's like dicey for a brand. If Peloton, they're so popular and so beloved and when you are the top when you have when you are the most admired brand your behavior is under a microscope and yes people are just waiting for you to misstep but i think it's while you're right perception customer perception is reality and when these things happen same thing happened i interviewed oscar munoz the ceo of united when a passenger was dragged off the plane it took him way too long to say oh yeah we messed up And so for me, from my perspective as a customer experience strategist, like Peloton could have been right or not right, but by not saying, oh, we care about customer safety, number one, and we're going to address this really quickly, it just gives too much room for people to wonder what's going on behind the closed doors. You're not wrong. I think the biggest miscalculation he made is that he looked at it and said, this has happened to other treadmills. Why are we any different? Forgetting that Peloton is different, right? Peloton yeah. is different, and that's part of what makes it so magical, but then that means in moments like this, you're going to get attention in a way that that Nordatrack or Bowflex isn't going to get it, because you, you've been dominating pop culture in a way that those brands throughout the entirety of their existence never have been able to muster. And yeah. because of that, when you find yourself in a in a similar unfortunate situation, people expect a different reaction and you will have a bigger target on your back. Yeah. And I think you're right that it's like, it doesn't matter, Blake, if he was right or he was wrong. The fact of the matter is it's how it came across to so many people. And that that is that was really detrimental. Yeah. And it's weird because when I... It's like all this is happening in the news and you're seeing the stock price plummet. And then I'm still doing my classes with Ross Rayborn meditation and Jess Sims and Alex Toussaint. And I'm looking at them. I'm going, are they upset about this at work? (laughs) I'm like looking to see if they're sweating and like they just keep doing what they're doing. And just interesting. You're getting so much value as a customer. But yeah, these big business, these things are happening like that these macroeconomic trends that are affecting the company. But yeah, I'm still a huge fan and Peloton is a big part of my life and I'm pretty fit because of Peloton. Like I have them to thank like mentally and physically. So it's weird. You hear all this stuff about how terrible they are, but you're like, but they're amazing. They're a huge part of my life. They're yeah. And also if they're so horrible, why is every single thing they do good or bad clickbait? Like it's a fair question. At the end of the day, their (laughs) stock price might've plummeted, but their customer base hasn't. And so that's where I always get confused with the disconnect between it's like, they're still bringing in people day after day and creating new customers and keeping the ones that they have. So like, wh- mm-hmm. why does it now mean a bad stock price? That that part has always mystified me. But Agreed. back to your experience with the product, it's something I think I said on the show at the time, which is if I'm going to open a can of Coke and take a drink, I don't as a customer go, what's the stock price looking like right. today, right? <laughs> like I just, I want Coke or I want Pepsi. I don't care about the stock price. Yeah, that's absolutely true. People keep coming back to Peloton because the content's really good. They're always trying new things and having fun with the brand. And they have an incredible brand that it has longevity. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years. And I'm excited to keep keep watching as a customer, but also as a 
I won't call myself an analyst, but somebody covering these topics for sure. places like Forbes and other magazines and interviews. I'm curious what Peloton has done that has had the largest impression on you from a positive side, because we talk about the negative side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One example is like Robin. What's her last name? Arzan. Arzan. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to see her for through her pregnancies working out. I know a lot of people, it seems like she got pushback and flack for strength training while she was very mm -hmm. pregnant. And she's saying strength training pregnant is safe. Working out pregnant is fine. And she is a very public example of a woman that didn't disappear because she had a baby. And I actually have her book, Strong Mama, and I read it with my daughter. Sometimes my daughter will pull that book from the um, <laughs> bookcase because she knows like how much I light up when I read it. But that message of strength and it's a con it's confusing and difficult at times to be a working mom. You're strong at the same time. You're vulnerable because you have children. And it's like, how do you show up in the world? And I think she's such a positive example. And I believe she, I don't know if she's still the head of content and training, but at the time she was. Yeah. So she's a lawyer. She does this marathon. Um, she does like ultra marathons and everything. And yeah, she's still training pregnant and she's back. She's pregnant again, continuing to show up and lift weights and say, hey, this is actually safe. So I think that's really cool. And just all the different representation of Peloton. And it doesn't matter what you look like. like everybody loves fitness and you don't have to love the coach that looks like you. You can appreciate people from different backgrounds. And I think that's really positive for Peloton. I definitely agree with Absolutely. that. What is your leaderboard name? It's Love to Sweat BM, <laughs> which also BM is bowel movement. Yeah, so I, was like, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Terrible. <laughs> that's one hell of a bowel movement if it's making you sweat. <laughs> Like. Yeah, I never do like live classes. I'm boring. But yeah, if you want to befriend me on, on Peloton, I'll, I'll accept your friendship. So would you say that Jess Sims is your favorite instructor or do you feel like she's one of your favorite instructors? She is my favorite. I think it, she is the most I I am not like oh, I guess I am like her. I feel like this is a person that. First of all, there's things I just respect about her. She's very private. You don't know what's happening in her personal life. She doesn't want you to know, and it's none of your damn business. <laughs> um, she doesn't see herself first as a girl. She's a person. She's a leader. She's not going to shrink because of who's in the room. She is who she is, and I just love her positive what, what she has to say, the her worldview can come through sometimes when we work out. And from what she says, I like her worldview. And she, I think the tough love mindset works for her. I understand her dad was like either the chief of the Boston police. She has like a very interesting background. And I think that influenced her, her mindset. She's very tough. She played basketball growing up and I can just very much relate to who she is, like her spirit. She's very pretty, but that has nothing to do with how she speaks or how she shows up in the world. And she's very tough. And I just love her relentless positivity. It's this quote from Billie Jean King that pressure is a privilege. 
and always reminding you, you are lucky to be here and be excited by the challenges. She also has a saying that it never gets easier, but you just get stronger. And I think there's this misnomer when you're a kid, like at a certain point, you'll just make it and you're, you will be done working hard. And the, as we get older, you know, I'm 39, I've realized, oh, actually the challenges just get bigger. Life just gets harder, but you are more equipped to deal. So you're never like done the work. There's always work to do, but you just become stronger at facing the challenges that are going to come your way. Absolutely. So true. There's a line at the end of parenthood where Jason Robards is ended up having to take on his grandson, his young grandson and raise him. And they're, they're like, aren't you upset about this? You're supposed to have been like at the end. And he's, you never cross the finish line. He's like, you spend your no. whole life thinking that there's going to come a point where you've crossed the finish line and now you're done. And he's like, and that day never comes. And the, basically the sooner you can make your peace with that, the happier you're going to be. So true. Yeah. I love that. I love that show too. It's a great throwback. Yeah, for sure. It was, this is us before this is us. Uh, yeah, that's a great show. Alex Toussaint says that a lot too. I love all they're saying. You practice how you play and he has a saying something to the effect of if, if you're always ready, you never have, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. And I think that's really, I love that. I always like how he says, smile, you woke up today. <laughs> I know, I know. And and some of these coaches, you get the feeling like they have bad days. Like Alex sure, Tucson sure. wakes up sometimes and he has a problem at Starbucks. Like his latte is too expensive or <laughs> someone says something weird. I don't, he's just so funny. My and guess is he's not very price sensitive anymore. <laughs> yeah, That's I think those days just, are behind time. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> when they say, oh, like, they'll say today this morning was hard for me too like i wasn't in the mood when i woke up i like that it's oh i'm not the only one that just isn't in the mood to work out like you you're in a you get bad moods too it's so refreshing yeah we always have we have a sports psychologist on our show dr jen man and she's on she's taking a, a little a break little right break, now yeah. her her mom passed away recently, but uh, she's been on many times and she always says that you find the class that that you need. She she very much believes that you will randomly pick a class and that's the class you needed to hear today. There will be a message in there yes. that is just yes. for you. <laughs> and I agree. Yeah, I think that's great. And even my mom, when she visits us, I can hear her on the Peloton watching. There's like an Australian blonde that's like really tiny. I can't remember her name. Do you remember which coach I'm talking about? Kira Michelle. No, the only Australian another. is or, no, she's a uh, British. Oh, she's okay. British. Leanne. I bet it's Leanne. Yeah. And I hear my mom who's 70. She's not tiny. And I just love it. My mom's rocking out to this tiny little coat. It's, but my mom, this woman resonates with my mom. They couldn't be more different, but it doesn't matter. It's like we all share the sweat equity, which we just get so much joy from. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Blake, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We we greatly appreciate it. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you on the social medias and get your books and all that stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to hear from anybody. Love to meet Peloton family and friends. You can just come to my website, BlakeMichelleMorgan.com. Michelle has two L's and I'm all over social Instagram and everything. So please find me and, and we can chat about Peloton. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on all the socials and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon 
over there at patreon.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling and running and rowing.